The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Penny, Johnny, Ned, Nikki, Mikey, and we are the Spirit Squad. Yo! Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Magsy, how you doing, my friend? Joy? I'm doing really well. Yeah, excited to be back doing chain wrestling live. Yeah, good. That almost sounded sarcastic at the beginning, but you pulled out the back. I mean, I mean is it ever not sarcastic <laughs> when I say I've enjoyed oh. something? I am loving the NWO Wolfpack t-shirt you are rocking this evening, my friend. Yes, sir. Fantastic throw them up, stuff. Right Yes, indeed. And you can hear all about the NWO on the Nitro Nights podcast. On this. <laughs> so you weren't paying me a compliment in the slightest. It was, I can segue to that. Mate, I'm all about the cheap plugs. All about the cheap plugs. Ah, oh, there we go. Yes, this is going to be an interesting episode of Chain Wrestling because I think after we've covered our match, there is so many ways we can link and go to with all these different people that are involved. I'm more interested to find out where we go next week than I am watching what we've watched this week. Well, I mean, temper expectations. It could be quite terrible. It could. It could indeed. It could indeed. <laughs> we've also got an excellent non-wrestling topic as well, which always, uh, you know, starts off conversations because it's people's preferences on different movies and whatever. That's always uh, entertaining for me anyway, to hear what people think about these many, many movies well, that I won't have seen. Yeah, exactly. Entertaining to add to the list of films that I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Mm. And just as uh, Connor has said, he's still waiting for the I haven't seen it uh, okay. T-shirt. I've been asking for a while. It's time to give the people what they want. And that is also a segue uh, because he com- uh, Connor commented that on uh, one of our very first YouTube shorts that, uh, that we're starting to put together, little clips from the from the show i'll be going up uh during the week and to get your daily chain it's wrestling fix very loosely said very loosely said these these chain wrestling shorts are going up on the youtube channel that we've created that's a very loose terminology isn't it because it's not we at all maxi it's it's all you well, and it wasn't until literally you are involved <laughs> well I, I'm on, my face is on the screen but it's, <laughs> it was like five to nine when we sat down to go live i found out that the two had gone up because i had no notifications or anything from a stupid bloody phone so i've not even seen them yet i mean you don't want to one of them is mocking you incessantly I did have a feeling that would be the vibe you would go for more. Often than <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, you're missing the boat there. <laughs> everyone gets, you know, everyone gets involved with that. They're not they mocking me. It's easy to do. <laughs> Just, it's low hanging fruit. It's absolutely uh, the lowest of low hanging fruit. <laughs> after 110 episodes, it's got that easy. You're not even going to bother anymore. Yeah, so I'm just falling them in nowadays. Don't <laughs> even bother. This isn't even me. This is someone I've hired to pretend to be Impersonate me. It, yeah. <laughs> this is the fake it... mags. The fake mags. I wonder how long it took him to get that rough blackburn accent sorted out. I'll stab you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, mate. Anyway.
afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Max and Sai, an SJP World Media production. As I just mentioned, episode 110. I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the Kenny to my need for a Rennie. Heartburn, mate, all the time, because I'm getting old. Is that is that what he used to do? I can't really remember. I've tried to wipe that that period of wrestling out of my mind. <laughs> uh, the Ron Simmons to my cheerleading villains. A podcaster who will always be part of a legendary team for me. But that's because I'm part of the team too. And we're both awesome, of course. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And we're both cheerleaders. <laughs> Well, oh, kind of. Yeah, my <laughs> skirt don't fit me as well anymore. The podfather himself, <laughs> Lord Max. <laughs> How's your week been, Bird? Yeah, it's been it's been great. I watched uh, Elimination Chamber. Thought that was a bloody good WWE pay per view. Okay. Mm-hmm. With a bit of a bittersweet ending with uh, Sami Zayn not being able to do the do the the win over Roman Reigns, but I understand why. It's all about the the core and, and Roman, but yeah, I thought it was a really good pair mm. Yeah, you haven't I, seen I, it. I, no, I, I have most of it. <laughs> most of it. I skipped through um, some of it because I was only really bothered about Sammy versus Roman. To be fair, but I did skip through some of the parts and, and so on. So yeah, no, I, yeah, it was right. Sammy Roman was fantastic. Anyway, that's that's the main yeah. thing I was interested in. That's what got my eyes on the network. Very so Daniel Bryan esque. Yes, except without the happy ending. Yeah. But I'm assuming now he's then going to just team up with Owens and, and face the Usos at Mania, maybe? I mean, that's what makes sense. Mm. You Especially think so? With the, with the Jimmy and Jay interference in, in the match, that looks like where they're going to lead to. Mm. Yeah. Could be uh, bloodline breaking up a little bit further then, I suppose. The Usos might split as well. And... Mm. Yeah. It's all going south. Uh, yeah. I've got to give WWE props. All this Bloodline um, storyline and this arc has been some of the best stuff uh, that they've produced in in a decade. Easily. Yes, it's brilliant television. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, first of all, we'll dive into the chat, shall we? See who's joined us and what they're saying. But also, if people have seen the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and have any thoughts on the... Yeah bloodline storyline and all that sort of stuff and, and now we're you know the next big pay-per-view or premier live event or whatever shite they're calling it now is of course wrestlemania where do we think we're going yeah point at the sign that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so first in the chat uh was connor hello mags and sir how are we this far monday and then hello. he followed it up with the request for a t-shirt that uh you still haven't fulfilled King's Pigs Bladders in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? And here we go. It would not be an episode of Chain Wrestling without this comment. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Indeed. Absolutely. Cam Griffin in the chat. Hello, sir. How to? How are you? I don't know where my brain was going then. Uh, Dan Griffin, <laughs> evening all. Uh, hello, sir. And he says, all those links to matches and Sar will still pick a barrier window match. That, that's, that's the thing. He, because there's so many twists and turns, this he can link to something from the eight, 80s WCW or the Jim Crockett promotions, or he'll link it to Barry Pissing Windham. Oh, it's funny you should mention. No, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Wrestling Jeebus in the house. Hello, sir. How are Hello. you? Hope you're doing well. 
Uh, Cam, Cam wants, still wants a Gilbert match. We are going to have to do a Gilbert special one of these days. Just Is there today. enough there? We could just watch the best of Gilbert. I'm sure there's a there's a, a YouTube video of the, I mean, three or four minutes long, a YouTube short. There'll be a YouTube short <laughs> of the best of Gilbert. It'll be made by Cameron, though. That's the thing. Yeah, so he'll be able to tell us exactly what, what goes on here. Uh, <laughs> Dan says he had to tell Sarah how to set up a Skype uh, call to record on Saturday, despite him recording it every week. You dumb motherfucker! Okay, now hang on. <laughs> That's not the whole story, okay? When I use Skype to record, I'm talking to one other person. On this occasion for the Doctor Who pod, there was a guest... And I was in like a group chat thing and everyone was kind of just waiting to start the call. I didn't realize they were waiting for me to start the call. That was the thing. But would you start the call if there was just you and somebody else? I, I don't know. You don't. You can, people, you, can, you? can you add people to that? No, no. I'm, what I'm saying is if you and Dan were just having a scout call, yes. a recording, would you click record? Yeah. Well, I, I yeah. And I click record and away we go. Yeah. Right, so why, why why does that change if there's guests? No, because we weren't in a call yet. We were just in like a little chat group thingy on Skype. The call hadn't oh, started. Okay. Okay. Ah, see? That's <laughs> bad, but, but then you didn't know how to record. No, I knew how to record. <laughs> I, oh, let's move on. <laughs> Cam says it perfectly. Recording. Um, well, if he isn't, Cam, he's done well pulling those Doctor Who pods out of his arse. It's just Sar <laughs> re-listening re to his, his calls and just doing a really good Dan impression. <laughs> just reciting it all back. <laughs> it, it, it's And Cam says, it's Sar, he must just use his time machine to go back and piece the madness together. I mean, that's podcasting in general, just piecing the madness together. Late comer, um, Scottish Danny. Hello, sir. How are you? Can't wait for you to get into the ruthless aggression legends that are the spirits. God, fuck off, fuck off, Daniel. <laughs> I am not having you the. Know, I am not. Excited. Listen, I hate to burst your bubble, Scottish Daniel, but the spirit squad are not legends. There is one potential legend in there, and the rest are just toss pots. <laughs> sorry to, sorry to uh, ruin the ruin the surprise for you. Um, Connor asked, uh, "Did they get rid of the the fast lane uh, pay per view?" Yeah, I think uh, fast lane is one of those names that keeps switching in and out of pay per views. Mm. Yeah, it's just uh, mania now, I think, isn't it? Uh, Kings pigs King, pigs battling with a spoiler. Jay has got to cost Roman the title at Mania. I mean, I, I know we got Jay versus Roman at the beginning of this whole storyline, but. I, it must lead to Jay versus Roman again. Mm, it must so. do. Yeah. Um, Dan Griffin, when my mouse decides to work, uh, says bloodline story has been cinematic at times. Fingers crossed it gets to a thousand days and keeps Cody in the mid guard where he belongs. Come on. Cody is America. Fuck yeah. He's got to, <laughs> he's, he's got to win. He's pointing at that sign at WrestleMania so many times. He has to win now. And that's then, how they're going to decide, isn't it? Uh, you know, that's how they decided between Sammy and and Cody about who was going to go to Mania and do this. Who pointed at the sign the hardest? The most, yeah, yeah. Just who who was the last person to point to the sign? That's what it were. Yeah. 
That's WWF's um, booking strategy for the last 20 years or so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dan Griffin says, uh, yes, Sar would start the recall if it was just uh, me and Sarah. Exactly, see? So it was a you mm-hmm. problem, Sar. And, okay. And <laughs> it was, yes. This bloody mouse. Um, then he says, Sar's time machine surely has to be called the Uardis. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely uh, brilliant. Uh, SJP t-shirt right there, sir. <laughs> very, very true. And then Sharon uh, commenting, uh, complimenting Dan Griffin on his on his dig at the Glasters. At the Glasters, yes, indeed. Who are this? That sounds good, yeah. Maybe something like that will pop That's, up. You know. <laughs> that should be the name of an episode. Should it? <laughs> yeah. They filmed in Gloucester. They are filmed in Gloucester. They used the cathedral. Was everywhere else busy? Yes. Everywhere else in the whole world. <laughs> in the whole world. <laughs> they no, they ticked everywhere else. Like, Fuck, we're going to have to go to Gloucester. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a prick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shall we get on, Magsy, and chuck some absolute dog dirt into the Horde of Lane? We shall. The What you got for us, Mags? So, uh, just for a little peek behind the behind the curtain, I actually had to message Saturday to find out if my uh, Hall of Lame nominee was already put in. Oh dear, dear, dear! Because uh, for those who don't know, Sai has a, an Excel file with all the the, the records of uh, of chain wrestling uh, on it, but he's not updated it in what six months. So what's the last episode on there? Like episode 60 something, isn't it? It's it's not I think I've been back about four weeks. <laughs> okay. So it's uh it's a long time. Uh, yeah, okay. I should get on that. Yeah, maybe. You're not going to do that yet. Oh, probably not. <laughs> so uh luckily uh it, this the gimmick hasn't gone into the the Hall of Lemon. I don't know how. Considering we've already, I've mentioned uh, a little snippet of it of it in a in a Hall of Lame entry before. So for those who've been listening for for a while, they'll know that I put in uh, the the World Bodybuilding Federation into the Hall of Lame, um, and the big kind of poster boy for that was was Lex Luger, obviously. Now the 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 WBF was very short-lived and a, a lot of that was because Lex Luger had a motorcycle accident and he uh, he wasn't able to to be the face of the of the the promotion and by the time he came back from his uh from his injury it had been wrapped up so he was given a new gimmick for for his uh WWF wrestling debut one that uh, was come up with by Pat Patterson um funnily enough uh you can see the the Pat Patterson influences in it straight away. It's the narcissist Lex Luger. Now, the narcissist was a guy who was absolutely in love with every facet of himself. He wore uh, tasseled shorts. He had a, a body of a Greek god, which fair play to Lex. He 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 did have the look. He was a, a great looking uh, specimen of a man. Uh, he debuted at the, I think it was the 1993 Royal Rumble, and uh, yeah. 
it it gets comical because uh, he's he's partnered up with uh, Bobby Bobby Heenan at this time. He's kind of um, half manager, half spokesperson for for uh, the narcissist, and Bobby, the 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 star that he is, eggs it up so so much in in being so lavish with the praise to the, uh, to the narcissist that he he gives him a virtual gobble in 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 this uh, in this segment <laughs> he is brilliant one isn't he he's absolutely he fantastic you know that. um the narcissist only really had one major feud and that, uh, that was with uh with uh, mr perfect and that was centered around bobby heenan when he called uh he called the narcissist beyond perfection which caused ructions with mr perfect uh but yeah he, uh, the 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 gimmick was just a, a muscly guy in absolute love with himself he would bring out mirrors to matches to to pause uh, in front of um and it was just it was pretty much lex luger in real life turned up to to 11 it was just a ridiculously uh i love myself and i'm the best thing in the world gimmick Luckily, it didn't last that long uh, because uh, he, uh, whilst on the road, he received a call from Vince McMahon and was told to return to Stanford immediately. Um, Luger asked uh, Vince if his uh, job was was uh, in jeopardy, and Vince said, uh, "No, we're just dropping the narcissist gimmick, and you will be uh, being repackaged." as an all-American hero. So thankfully, Vince did pull the trigger on uh, on getting rid of a, a crap gimmick and got rid of the narcissist Lex Luger. So he's my entrant in this week's Hall of Lame. Oh, there we go. See, I, I loved Luger when he debuted. I thought this guy's... Because, you know, 1993, I was 12. Mm-hmm. So I was buying into, you know, Bobby Heenan promoting this guy. I thought he looked amazing and all this sort of stuff. I thought, oh, who's this new new, new wrestler debuting and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, it it fell apart very quickly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 kind of seal on on the the fear of the narcissist was when uh, he had the match at WrestleMania against Mister Perfect, and it was it was awful. It was a horrible match, and and Luger pinned the blame on it being awful saying that Mr. Perfect forgot how the match was meant to go and that it had to be called on the spot. Mr. Perfect, arguably one of the best in-ring technicians of all time, did a five-star classic match with a broken coccyx, and yet he couldn't... It was his fault that uh, him and Lex Luger had a bad match. Mm. Mm. All shenanigans on that one, Lexi, boy. I'm playing that one, Lex. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, Luger and I... He's a different person, isn't he? He's he's apparently a, a much nicer person to get along with. He admits how bad he behaved back in the day and so on. I wonder if you asked him about that now, if he would still give the same response or if he would just own up to the fact that, yeah, he wasn't yeah. very good. He probably would. He's probably made amends for his attitude mm. over, over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luger, Hall of Fame worthy? I don't think so. I mean, he's had a great career. He never could quite get to the top of the mountain at the, the biggest company out there. And if you judge him on on in ring, his early career was was fine. We've watched some all out matches with him uh, in the early days of, of uh, WCW and, and Jim Crockett, but he was very limited in the ring. I think. Mm. 
and it was he he coasted his whole career on his looks, on the fact that he was this muscly guy. And I found him to be a charisma vacuum. Mm -hmm. There was never anything that drew you in in terms of of his personality. It was all the look. So for me, I don't think he's Hall of Fame worthy. He's definitely Hall of Lame worthy, especially the narcissist. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't know. The narcissist obviously didn't. It's it's Hall of Lame worthy, of course. Lex Express for a certain period of time, though, was the biggest thing they had. Yeah, um, I, I, did I did I put in the Lex Express? No, no, no. no, I no. I'm just I'm just talking I about Luger Hall of Hall of Hall of Fame. Where Lex Express saying, comes yeah. next time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but Luger in '96 that we're watching now on Nitro Nights is doing some really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. But again, fairly limited in the ring, but. It's easy to see when Luger's motivated and when Luger's not. I think he's the most transparent performer that we've seen on a regular basis. And we've always seen a, a, the flick of a switch on Nitro Nights, Scottish Danny and I, and the people who are watching along with us, in that something has lit a fire under Luger in the last few Nitros because he's completely yeah. different to what he was three months ago. And then there was a spell in the 80s where Luger was superb as well but there's so many big gaps in between those good times <laughs> yeah. i mean I, uh, i've said a, a couple of times i've been on a, a wcw 2000s kick recently mm-hmm. yeah uh, and this is the 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 time where luger's uh partnering with buff bagwell is uh totally buffed yes. um and there's so much of it that could be really good mm. but then there's so much of it that is fucking horrific absolutely horrific um so you you are right there is periods in his career where you can tell he's invested kind of reminds me of of a a less consistent randy Orton, i suppose okay yeah you're right he he phones it in he Mm. he's uh luger when he's is not into the the storyline or he's not uh, interested in 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 what's going on in 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 the wrestling world he does kind of phone it in um but when he is in, invested uh like he's with with totally buff you get you get some really good um you get some really good uh wrestling out of him really good kind of like promo work but there's it's just too much of him just yeah, going Just through the motions. Costing. Yeah, costing. Yeah. Yeah, fair shite, mate. Fair shite. Uh, Maxi, for my entrant, it, it started off as one thing and it's kind of escalated into something else. Uh, but if I say to you the name Dwayne Bruce, do you, who, who, what does that pop in, what pops in your mind there? Uh, Anyone mean, at all? You said Dwayne. My instant thoughts was The Rock. Uh, no, no, then- D Wayne, as in D E. W A Y D Wayne D Wayne Bruce. It's just a glossiness. Then I thought you said Dwayne. <laughs> no, I have no idea who D Wayne. Okay, that, that sounds like I'm being doing a very poor accent of someone. D Wayne, like mm. Jamaican. I mean, I mean, first of all, stupid first name deserves to go in the hall of name just for that. But and this two guy... first names as his name, though. I've I've always yeah. hated that. But then I suppose Batman was the way around, wasn't he? Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but that's still that two first passed? names. You don't that's like that then? Two. When someone's second name is also a first name, no. No? It annoys. Yeah, it annoys. <laughs> okay, I'll bear that in mind for future. I'm sure I can get some out of that. <laughs> uh, 
Dwayne Bruce is probably more known to people, especially those who are watching along on Nitro Nights with us, as Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. <laughs> now, this is a guy who weighed apparently, apparently 230 odd pounds at certain points in his career but stood at around four foot eight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing high heels. He was mm. the Danny DeVito of WCW. Yes. Now, when I did a Nitro Nights recording the other day with our good buddy Scottish Danny, something popped up on the screen that I think is quite potentially the worst thing I've ever seen. It's that bad. It was that cringy. I mean, the more I think about it, the more maybe there'd be other options, but this was so bad. Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker wrestled in that gimmick on and off for various, you know, different years and times and you know different booking periods and so on in WCW. In the July of '96, obviously the the NWO are flying. They've you know they just started off. They're really cool. Everyone can't wait to see them on TV and so on. But what you don't get with all this revisionist history on the the DVDs that the WWE released and the documentaries and so on is that not everything on the WCW TV shows at this time was all cool and brilliant and all conquering, that, that, that as, as they explain. Because you still had the Dungeon of Doom. Now, we, Magazine, we have had numerous entrances into the Hall of Lane from the Dungeon of Doom, haven't we? So many, because they are dross. They are shockingly bad. It seems every week I'm turning to Danny and going, are they still a thing? Because they keep popping back up. <laughs> and we had the joys of a new member of the Dungeon of Doom entering their little faction, their group, uh, in the last week or so, as we were recording. And I give you Brawn the Leprechaun. Now, not only does that sound ridiculous, not only does it look ridiculous, please, everybody, jump on your phones and so on after we've <sighs> finished and, what, and Google leprechaun wcw it's not it's <laughs> it's sergeant buddy lee parker dressed up in green leprechaun gear with shitty hair and bad teeth okay he runs to the ring like he's the ultimate warrior sprinting around the crowd being an absolute lunatic but it's still sergeant buddy lee parker who we saw only a few weeks ago wrestling as sergeant buddy lee parker in literally the same segment of his debut show we've got nash and hall in the production truck messing around and just being funny and brilliant and excellent tv and it cuts back to the ring and we've got this stupid little leprechaun dude and it looks ridiculous it looks terrible it looks uh, well there you go magsy brilliant stuff look at that aren't you brilliant and professional eh? that right there is brawn the leprechaun and that's not even the worst he looks. When his shirt's done up with the rest of his clobber on, he, oh my goodness. Apparently, this gimmick only lasts a few weeks. But yeah, he debuted on an episode of Saturday Night, turned up on Nitro a few times, and then they canned him. And then he, apparently he went on to make um, Dave Batista sick, hit the power plant training him and stuff like that. But that's a whole... I was going to say, I'm going to put Buddy Lee Park... I'm going to put the whole guy in, the Hall of Lane. But maybe we'll look at that another occasion because he's an asshole as well as a weird <laughs> little dude. But yeah, my entrance is one of the most cringe things I've seen in a long time. And it ticks the boxes for the Hall of Lane because it's one of those scenarios where if somebody walked in the room and saw you looking at it, they'd be like, what do you watch this shit for? And that is Brawn the Leprechaun. Yeah, again, another character who's popping up in the in the, um, the natural that I've been watching. 
He's uh, involved in a storyline with Goldberg, uh, where Goldberg, I think Goldberg costs his career or something like that. Um, basically because of the power plant training. Um, but I think the best thing that he, uh, Buddy Lee Parker ever did for wrestling was the Louis Theroux documentary. Where that was it's essentially, he essentially bullies yeah. Louis Theroux when he, when he, uh, he can't do all the, all the training. And that is brilliant to watch. Absolutely brilliant. That's funny. I mean, obviously, it's quite dated now, isn't it? Because WSW was still active. Because he goes to the power plant. Yeah, that was the power plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's Chuck Palumbo in the background and stuff like that, I think. I think so. There's a a segment where they're doing uh, promo training, and there's a few kind of like semi-well-known wrestlers uh, who were were there training. Yeah, I, I think the guy's an arsehole, but there we go. I've never met yeah, him personally. Yeah. I'm only going. It was him. an arsehole in 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 the Louis Theroux show. Very kind of misogynistic, and mm. I think at one time he calls Louis a uh, pansy or something like that. So yeah, he's yeah. not not an ass person. No. So, and I hope next time anyone does sort of have to experience how much of an arsehole he is, they remind him of Braun the Leprechaun because he deserves to be mocked I mean, prick. if that was your your biggest character on, on the company you worked so hard for you would also be an angry angry person yeah he's got proper got short person syndrome hasn't he but there we go there we go uh <laughs> your entrance into this week's hall of lame which will return again in two weeks time because next week we'll be doing uh our third edition of mags v site but your entrance uh, one, one. This, oh it is one one it's, it's te- the tension mate in there tension i forgot uh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your entrance this week into the hall of lame are the narcissist lex luger and brawn the fucking leprechaun brilliant the, 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 the second best ever leprechaun that there's ever been in wrestling really if you're gonna say hornswoggle because that guy can get in the bin as well oh, yeah but he was the best I'm not saying he was good, but he was the best leprechaun. I suppose. I, I don't know. I just, I just don't like Hornswoggle, mate. That's mean. Mean thing mm. to say. You sh- you're, not, you're, a, you're, a, you're shortest, aren't you? No, I'm not shortest. No, I'm not shortest. Dwarf. I've got no problems. I've got no problems with leprechauns. Dwarfophobia. No, it's not at all. I've got no issues with, with, with leprechauns or small. I'm, I, I'm a big fan of the breakfast cereal. There's no need. To, <laughs> there's no issues at all on that front. I just don't like Hornswoggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also put another leprechaun in into the Hall of Lem. There is a pattern emerging. Yeah, but he wasn't even small enough to be a leprechaun. That's what he makes <laughs> the gimmick even more ridiculous. You know, that's what makes it even more ridiculous. Wow. Uh, Shall we scan through the chat and see how the CWF are agreeing with you and openly mocking me, no doubt? First one that pops up, Kingsman's yeah. by the sh- shortest. Sharon, you're good lady, the person who knows you the most in this world. You have an issue with little people, Sam. <laughs> I don't think this is the place to go into this because I'm going to end up cancelled. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I may have to draft it in uh, a, another horse for next week yeah you, you, I, you may be cancelled yeah what's i defend myself <laughs> on twitter and stuff <laughs> um dan going back to uh gloucester filming some uh being the the, the place to film some uh doctor it's because it was just the cheapest they only asked for a new wheel of cheese 
And Cam, was that pre-Hill rolling or after? <laughs> we didn't even have just Doctor Who filming here. We had a we had a fucking Christmas episode of Doctor Who filming here. Thank you very much. I I, I dare say that you did, and I bet it was the the biggest thing that's ever happened in Gloucester until Fred West went and murdered about thirty five people. Wow. Well. Yeah, I'm glad you said. I was literally going to go. Well, yeah, Fred West probably dominated the headlines a bit more, but yeah, okay. <laughs> now, why did Doctor Who go back into time in Gloucester and save those people from Fred West? See? You can't do that because that would create. To, I'm not going to get into time travel rules with you, Night Magazine. This is not the right show, but there's reasons, okay? <laughs> um, Cam, um, this bloody mouse is playing up. Cam says he's really enjoying uh, Luger uh, in the natural watchbacks, to be fair. Uh, and then Dan puts more sense back into the chat by saying Luger wouldn't even make the <laughs> WBF Hall of Fame. And there's only him there. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That is really good. Uh, Scottish Danny says uh, he's also enjoying Luger. He cut an amazing promo mm. on the July the uh, 22nd episode. That can't be true. Lex no, Luger cut an amazing promo. Honestly, Maxi, it's not just Danny being overly enthusiastic and happy and wired on Red Bull all the time. He's speaking the truth. I I thought it was fantastic as well. Yeah, but you're a you're a, a Lex Luger lover. I'm not a Lex Luger lover. Try saying that ten times when you try to Lex Luger. Cam says, "I think I remember it, Danny. I had to stop watching uh, to uh, to stop watching to try and watch along with the podcast release and loving a bit of WCW." Yeah, I've said uh, before that I'm actually really enjoying watching 2000s WCW. There's a lot of gash, but in there there is some some really really good wrestling. Mm. Um, Cam says the dynamic with Sting was great as well, but it just seems to have vanished. Um, and then Cam says, hasn't even had a match, has he? I'm assuming it means uh, <laughs> Sergeant Bloody Lee Parker. <laughs> he couldn't get up, he couldn't get up the steps to the to the ring. That's why. No. Um, Scottish Danny says we're just approaching Hogwild. Uh, he's wrestled in a six man tag, but did have a few weeks off. All oh, right, I'd still on about Luger then. I assume. Yeah, Luger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Cam says, oh, yes, wasn't he just running around the the outside bit, actually getting into the ring? Yeah, that was the leprechaun, yeah. He literally just ran around the outside like a lunatic. <laughs> it was it was nonsense. I mean, that comment has to get put back up. You have an issue with little people. Uh, Scottish says, yeah, mate, but him and Sting are going to take on the outsiders at the pay-per-view at Excited. I don't know if they're going to win, though. We we Spoilers. oh see you you've you've offended Cam because he's we are virtually challenged. Thank you. How tall are you then, Cam? If you don't mind me asking, I've met you, but I was sat down, so it's difficult to judge, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was sat down, and you came up to my knee. <laughs> no, um, well, I suppose it'd be more difficult if he was sat down. To be fair, and it well, was a no, lot. Because you'd be able to see if his feet were touching the ground. If he yeah, was sat down and he was he's little, he'd, he'd yeah. massive. Saki so just took this chair in. <laughs> I can't get can't get down. Who's nicked my stepladder? <laughs> but thank you for for watching Nitro Night, uh, listening to Nitro Nights, and watching along with us. Cam, really appreciate it, mate. Stop stop picking on people, Max. <laughs> Scottish Danny says drafting the leprechaun from the dungeon of doom. Amazing. Um, Danny, as Cam says, Danny, way past that. Uh, I've not been able to uh, stop. And then Sharon saying, um, they also oh, yeah. filmed Harry Potter here. 
This is true. I mean, is that's true. not and a that, flex. That's literally that, not a flex. That wasn't just one episode either. That was a series of like loads and loads of films that made loads of money. I probably should have led with that, to be fair. How much of that <laughs> was filmed in Gloucester, though? Uh, a lot of the scenes when they were in the school, which is actually like in parts of the cathedral. Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah. that's me shut down. Yeah, so you can, you can like walk so, around the cathedral and be So, yeah, that was way scene. more important than than any Doctor Who episode and yeah. the murderings of Fred West. So, yeah, you mm-hmm. should have led with Harry Potter. Probably should have gone with that, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> in hindsight, I see the error of my ways. <laughs> Uh, I'm not doing a very good job promoting how great my city is. Probably because it's shit. Anyway, shall we, um, <laughs> shall we move on to our non-wrestling topic, Magsy? Let's do it. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> I'll see how easily confused I am. Yeah. Okay. I've just brought up the um the you know people tweeting into the show for the non-wrestling topics and, all. and as you know, Max, I screenshot them so I've got them all in a list I can just scan through, right? And the screenshot, the first one I have here, because I do go through them in the order they arrived into us. The screenshot says two minutes past nine at the top, and I thought, my God, is that it? We've only been on there for two minutes. But no, it's not. It's the it's the time when I took the screenshot. <laughs> You're an idiot. I am an idiot. I twigged fairly quickly in my defense, but there we go. (laughs) This week's non-wrestling topic uh, links back to last week's non-wrestling topic. Last week, we looked at great sequels that were probably better than their original movies that they followed on from. Here we're doing the opposite. We're looking at awful sequels, awful part twos, um, you know, franchises that didn't live up to the original movie and so on. And again, we had quite a few come in. And there's going to be a little bit of a running theme, I guess, where I've probably not seen the majority of them. So I'm going to be picking your brains, Mr. Max. I mean, why would I want to have seen them as well? Well, you might have seen them not realizing they're shite before you put them on. And I mean, that is true. But then I could also deny that I've ever watched a, a terrible sequel. Yeah, because that's, you know, coining your phrase, that's a flex, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a bad movie in my life. <laughs> <coughs> excuse me sorry uh, also in the chat there cwf let us know your thoughts on these uh suggestions tweets and comments on terrible sequels and if you have any others to add as we're talking we begin with our good buddy dan griffin at dan griffin 21 on twitter he says the first one that springs to mind is four two I can't say the TF noise, okay? Before you jump on that and mock me, Mags. Thor. I'm not saying you can't say saying, Thor. Like no, this we've covered this before, haven't we? Anything that begins TH that makes the sort of first sound, I can't do. Okay. So it comes out sounding like an F. So I'm not saying four two, as in forty two. I'm saying four two. As in the number four, then the number two. No, the the film with the bloke that my wife likes with the cape and the As hammer. in, okay, so as in, I'd like a table for two. Is that what you mean? No, 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 just stop it. <laughs> for two, the dark world. Fucking garbage. How do you cock up Christopher Eccleston as a villain? Dan says here. Okay, I've never seen this. I know my wife has seen it. True. And she'll, she'll probably uh, give her thoughts in the chat there. 
Christopher Eccleston's fantastic. He was great in Doctor Who. He's been great in loads of other stuff as well. You know, oh, he arguably one of the best doctors. Yeah, so good, brilliant stuff. A, a, a one season and done guy as well. Yeah, it's a shame. I wish there was more. I wish he'd actually revisit it as well like when you get these special guest spots and so on. But he's never done anything, mate. So that's no, a shame. It's, it's it's so embarrassed about his time as the Doctor. Is that right? I don't know. I hope not. Because I mean, apart, <laughs> from first, apart from his first episode, where is, was it? The the bins or the plastic that was the yes. the, the monster of the week. Uh, I thought his whole um, season was brilliant. Mm, yeah, yeah, very good. I really liked him. Uh, also, Dan says, Alien versus Predator 2, Requiem. Is that how you say that? That's right, isn't it? Yeah. A movie about a Xenoforth stroke Predator hybrid, which sounds badass, but you never see the fucking thing. Garbage. <laughs> so you don't ever see the bad guy. It, you don't ever see the, the Xenomorph Predator monster. Oh, okay. That's where I let down that. It's card is subject to change. It's clip baiting. Right. It's 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 like when uh, wrestling shows promote that there's going to be um, a certain wrestler on the match, much like. Are you there? You, you froze up a bit there, mate. Oh, did I? Well, you yeah. froze up for me. So ah, okay, apologies. Yeah, okay, but we're back now. We're back now. We are uh, for now. For now, for now. <laughs> Dan's brother Cam at Cam Griff ninety two. He says Sicario two. Haven't seen it, but the first. <laughs> it's a dead. That's you. This is. He's typically. This is just you. Uh, how does he know it's shit if he's never seen it? Because he's got the read the rest of the the sentence. I'm going to, but. Okay, for uh, Sicario 2, I haven't seen it, but the first one was immeasurably shite. But the second one might be amazing, and you just don't know because you haven't seen it. It won't be. I mean, I've not seen it ever, but it okay. won't. Uh, Cam also says, any Disney animated sequel of the OGs like Aladdin, etc., that have gone straight to DVD. Unfortunately, with Disney+, Plus, my eldest now has a fascination with some Lion King sequel that's utter dross. <laughs> There was a batch of those. I can spot on. There was a batch of those movies, weren't there? That just, yeah, literally just did, did, did churn them out. Thing. Yeah, yeah they absolutely churn them out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Danny at Scottish Danny or uh, Scottish Juggalo. Sorry, on Twitter. He says, crimes against humanity are defined as any of the following acts when committed as part of a widespread or systematic systematic attack directed against any civilian population. These acts include murder, enslavement, deportation, watching the son of the mask, imprisonment and torture. So <laughs> <laughs> the son of the mask is above torture <laughs> and murder. Uh, no imprisonment as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I've not seen that. The mask I enjoyed. I thought that was quite a funny film for its time. For its time, yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I've never seen The Son of the Mask. Didn't yeah. they do also do uh, one where the dog was the main star of it as well? Oh, God, did they? Uh, I'm sure that they did. That's I've not seen it, thank it. God. I may have imagined it, but yeah. I'm sure <laughs> if you've imagined it, you need to write it. Exactly. You need to make rule, that film. Rule 34. <laughs> uh, we come to Steve-O next. Everybody say what time is it? It's Steve-O. 
our good buddy at Total Stevo on Twitter. He says here, as standalone films, they're decent, but as follow-ups to amazing films, not a patch. Die Hard 2 and Predator 2. I think that's... With both them? Yeah, yeah. Die Hard 2 is a decent movie, but the first film was so much better. Because mm-hmm. I've seen both of those, and I'm very proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> In Between Us 2 is just too Hollywood, meaning that they are clearly aiming at a global market. It's why the first mm-hmm. one was brilliant, as was just aimed at a UK audience. Yeah, okay, I get that. I didn't like In Between Us 2. I mean, to be fair, the first movie was was decent, but it wasn't as good as a TV show either, was it? No, that, that I think the first movie should have been the 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 kind of sign off. There was no need for the second film at all. It was just a cash grab, and like like uh, Steve says, it was for to get international markets, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think I read somewhere that they're talking about making another one. But it's them in their forties. It's them in their forties now, or late thirties, or whatever. Yeah, but the difference is they still look young they still look like the kids uh in the in the the original tv series um mm. so i don't know how that would work they they haven't aged enough even though they are in their 30s and 40s or uh, i don't think they've aged enough to be playing those roles mm, yeah i guess uh steve continues terminate terminator 3 is so bad the female <laughs> it's terminator- just come on netflix just to, before you get into that uh, and it was one of those uh, kind of Netflix uh, um, new films that I thought, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Why not give it a try? And I got about 10 minutes in and I thought, yeah, this I remember this being shot. I got to the scene where the, the female, the TX, is being pulled over by the police and uh, she sees a, a, a poster for, a, I think it's for Wonderbra, and then she makes her robot boobs massive. And I thought, yeah, this this is wank. And then turn it <laughs> off. That needs to be a short on YouTube. She makes her robot boobs massive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Steve says Terminator 3 is so bad. The female Terminator, from what I remember, failed miserably. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I have seen that, you know, because I loved Terminator 2. So when they were making another one, I thought this is going to be great, but it was not. Yeah, the, the the it was just a vehicle for for Arnie to be back in the Terminator role, and and the person who played the female uh, Terminator, she wasn't even an actress; she was just a, a, literally a model. I don't think she's done anything else apart from this. Uh, yeah, it was just okay. it was not a good film. No, not a good film. Uh, Kickass Two, nothing like the first film. Similar to In Between Us, seemed to try and appeal to a larger audience and failed. I was mm-hmm. kick ass the one with the kids who are superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I liked that. Yeah. I've never seen the second one because no, uh, didn't they, they killed off uh, Nicholas Cage's character in the first one. Um, mm. He was that he was the superhero dad of the girl um, superhero. Okay. I've seen it. I can't I'm sure. It. Was <laughs> kick ass to the one where, Jim Carrey was in it, and then he he like basically went on a bitch fit about how he wasn't the main star or something like that. I don't know. I don't recall that. I think so. It, yeah. I'll, I'll avoid it anyway if Steve says it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dumb and dumberer. Jesus Christ. Like American Pie 3 was just a parody of itself, literally as if the actors were doing impressions of themselves. 
Although American Pie 3 is good, just some of the acting, especially by Sean William Scott, who plays Stifler, as Mags would say, horrific. Uh, I don't remember American Pie 3 at all. I, th- I know they, they were another uh, franchise that they made ridiculous amounts of, of mm. movies. And a lot of the cast weren't even in the, the sequels. It was literally just the dad with the weird eyebrows. He yeah. was. He ended up being the main star. Uh, but yeah, once it got past the weird eyebrows, <laughs> once it got past the 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 second one, yeah, I, I checked out pretty quickly because it it was a lot of the same jokes. It was a lot of the mm. same kind of like teenage sexual innuendo kind of humor. And yeah, once you've seen one, you've seen them all, really. Yeah, the first one was really good. The second one I enjoyed as well. The third one was the wedding, I think, wasn't it? Is that when they get? I think that's the third one, isn't it? And then you had all the spin-offs that went straight to DVD that were absolutely mm-hmm. crap, and it was Stifler's yeah. little brother and all that sort of shite. And then they made a reunion one not too long ago, didn't they? And that one wasn't with too the bad. Ori- with the original stars. Yeah, yeah, that one wasn't too bad. If again I was, you know, seventeen again or something, it would have been hysterical. Yeah. But it's, you know, I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, Steve continues. Saw 2. Way too action-packed, rather than a psychological thriller like the first, as ever trying to appeal to a larger audience. Again, I reiterate a lot of these, barring Dumb and Dumber, Terminator 3 and Kick-Ass 2, are good standalone films, just not good sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zulu Dawn, despite being a sequel, is actually a prequel, just didn't have the impact Zulu had. Again, too Hollywood-esque. And Rambo 2 was meh. Steve Oh, Now, this needs a bit of defining, doesn't it? Because Rambo 2 would actually be the third film. Because Rambo, the initial film was called First Blood. Yeah. The second film was called Rambo First Blood 2. First Blood Part part 2. Yeah. So then... Right, okay, so that would, he means the second First Blood film then, the second Rambo film, yeah. as opposed to, yeah. Because the next film was called Rambo 3. Yeah, oh, okay, I get you. I'm just saying that, oh, for God's sake. And then wasn't it called, movie? then after that, wasn't it just called Rambo? They the made, yeah, they made one not long Rambo. ago, didn't they? Yeah. And then I yeah. think the, the next one in the pipeline is just going to be called John Rambo. He's, he's making another one. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he like 80? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's... Uh, He's getting on. Mm, he so just can't let the Vietnam on, War. He's can't let it go. He's just nah. it haunts him. Just get over it, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, the thing had a prequel made in 2011-ish. The ending legit is fantastic, tying into the 1984 film. Sadly, the CGI, uh, CGI ruins it, taking you out of your sense of disbelief. Okay, I didn't realize they made a sequel to that. To be fair, because the original one in '84 is decent. Yeah, they. I think when they they they, they made the, the 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 second film, they brought out a, a series of like video games as well, based on it. Uh, okay. I've not played the games, and I certainly didn't watch the film. Uh, but yeah, they, they they tried to make it like a, a huge franchise, and it it fell flat on its ass. Right, mm, fair enough. Uh, Twenty eight weeks later. Again, from what I remember, Steve-O says, a classic example of more money makes bigger things. Makes things bigger, sorry. Just meh. 28 days later, I loved. 28 weeks yeah. later, I remember not being anywhere near as good. Yeah, 28 days later, that was the, the one with Cillian Murphy. The 
the original actor. Um, that was great. Okay. Great film. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 second one, not so much. Mm. Steve, mm. Steve nails it. He nails it absolutely right. It's a case yeah. of, we've got a big hit here. Let's throw everything we've got at it. And it takes away the 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 character of the of the original mm. didn't they make more of those as well um I, I bloody well hope not well like 28 months later 28 yeah, years okay. later yeah what did that jesus i, I, I so. don't i don't remember anyone thank the lord or i might have just dreamt that I don't you know. might be hoping for that i might be, i might be yeah uh Benny Mac at Benny Mac on Twitter, the host of the awesome In the Corner show on the SJP World Media Network. Watching modern, I was just say, watching modern WWE, so you don't have to, but it's actually worth watching at the moment. But there we go. It is. You can still get Benny's and Tyler's viewpoints of it several times a week. Aliens versus Predator 2, fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starship Troopers 2 was shit, and Independence Day 2 was boring. Very I true. didn't realise they made another Independence Day. Yeah, it, it was not long ago. There's, uh, there's meant to be three or four coming out. Um, oh, God. Yeah, Will Smith needs a hit, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, now, Starship Troopers 2 I've never seen, uh, and this may upset a lot of people, but I didn't think that much of the original. I know a lot of, it's like a cult classic and people think it's amazing, but I didn't find it particularly good. I've seen the first one and I thought it was all right, but that's it. I, I, I don't hold it in yeah. such high regard as some other people do. But again, yes, each to their own, isn't it? You know, the second one, I think I started to watch and it was crap. So I've not just... seen it and I, I will not, I won't make promises like Sarah when he says he'll check it out. I won't check it out. I promise you that. <laughs> fair enough uh we have someone here called mikey dangerously at m dangerously on twitter and i don't i don't think these two films even exist do they i'm not sure where's the mark i haven't got the marky one have you not these are ones came in very late on magsy uh half eight onwards oh well i'm not refreshing the page so you'll just have to read about and they won't fair be enough. there uh, God, that Two Fairy 2 was pretty bad, and so was Jingle Oof. All the Way sequel. There was a Two Fairy, that's the rock film, isn't it? It was, yes. they made a was second a one of that. Was there? I hope not. And was there yes. a Jingle All the Way sequel as well? Or is this guy just trying to wind us up? Mikey, um, Mikey, Mikey. That can't be a film. No. It, it was, yeah. You know. Really? 2014 <laughs> and it's it wasn't oh wow i didn't even know he was in it so uh the main star wasn't um arnie this time it was larry the cable guy larry the cable guy yeah he's a comedian who's like oh. a hillbilly okay and it stars santino morella does it really yeah Oh, that, that, I, I sound excited there. My tone of voice would dictate that that's a good thing, but I'm never going to watch it. You know? <laughs> and and there, there, was, there was actually a third Two Fairy film. Again, no way. Star, Two Fairy 2 stars Larry the Cable Guy. In the, in the, so he must just be the go-to person for wrestling movies that uh, need a new star. Oh, dear me. 
<laughs> it's oh. been a third one, so I just want to see if if he's uh if he's made the sequel. Oh no, it looks like the third one's a horror film. That's brilliant. Oh, uh, okay. So huh. th- uh-huh. that's a certain change of genre. It is indeed. And again, coming in incredibly late, just before we went live, we have Rob at UTC Rob on Twitter, and he simply says Highlander two. First film was great. Highlander two was fucking awful. Yeah. And to offend a friend of the show, um, Foul Original, who absolutely adores Highlander, Highlander 2 was gash. The quickening should have been the sickening, more like. Hmm. Yes, there we go. But that's all we have from Twitter, my friend, unless I've missed any. I don't think I have. Uh, Well, no, I clearly I missed some this time, which is uh, shocking. Well, they came in like literally when you were probably already sat there tinkering with your mic and stuff, I suppose. They could like well 20 to nine and whatever. But uh, yeah. Uh, Sharon in the chat says he, she <laughs> has one, but Sarah <laughs> doesn't want her to say it. Now, what is this? Uh, it'll be Grease 2. Do you like Grease 2? No, not really. You sit on a throne of lies. There's certain well, bits of the soundtrack. Because she's taking the piss, because I always say that Grease 2 is amazing because it's got Michelle Pfeiffer and motorbikes. Oh, okay, that's fair. But it's it's not it's not great, but it's not as shit as people make out. And there are some cool songs in the soundtrack as well. But it's no Grease one. Uh, I don't know. I enjoy it. I don't know. Is it better than the first one? Maybe. It's not. Is it because you like <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer? Little you bit. are not I, watching for the film, are you? And and motorbikes. I like motorbikes. <laughs> 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 Oh, my wife in the chat there. I think she's trying to say, not tricking. I mean, that's a different word there. Autocorrect has got my wife. I think that's going to be something at the begins of an F. Sai loves Grease 2, the dirty liar. <laughs> in my head, I thought it was really good and I loved it. But when I rewatched it a while back, when it was on like ITV4 or something, I was like, this is not as good as I remember it being at all. Mm-hmm. But there we go. What about you, Maxi? Before we dive on into the chat, have you got any sequels that have not been mentioned? Yeah, uh, a few. The after about the third one, maybe the Police Academy films, they went ridiculous. Um, from um, going to Miami Beach and then uh, mission to Moscow, they got quite ridiculous just to keep getting the same group together to make another ridiculous film. Um, Again, same kind of thing after maybe the, the first two or three, the scary movie franchise. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the jokes got old pretty quickly. Yeah, we, we get it. You're just taking the piss out of horror films. Um, Big Mama's House, um, the first one was funny. Uh, it's uh, the one with Martin Lawrence where he's uh, playing uh, the, the undercover cop. Okay, yeah. Big Mama. Uh, and then they milked it for about, I think that was another one, what got maybe about four or five, um, four or five uh, sequels. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, they were they were pretty rough. Hmm. Yeah, not good at all. I'm totally on board with Police Academy, and I was going to say about Scary Movie, and even Saw to a degree, not Saw, Scream, which is kind of what it was based upon, wasn't it? Uh, Scream, uh, I think it's Scream 6 is coming out very soon and it actually does look good yeah okay. i'm gonna go and see that one oh, okay fair enough uh i do you remember cocoon i do cocoon was a good film cocoon 2 is absolute shite 
I mean, Cocoon One. It, was it a good film? It was an all right film. Very oh, maybe. It's, it's for a certain generation. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. And Jaws as well. The the first Jaws is so good. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Classic. Basically a horror film of a fish, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. You know. But then the sequels, the ones that come after it, especially when you start getting into like Jaws four and the Revenge and all that and sort of nonsense. Son of Jaws. Yeah, and and the mum fish as the mum shark has gone to find the family because they killed the sun shark. It's like, come on, have a word for yourself. It's a fucking fish. Yeah, one exactly. uh, that the one that I haven't mentioned, and it's literally just popped into my head. And I don't know if it was that I hated the movie or whether I was so disappointed because I loved the franchise, but RoboCop three. Oh yeah. The one where he gets the jetpack and can can fly. Mm. Robocop one and and to a, a lesser extent, Robocop two are really good films. Robocop three is fucking it's just it's just gash. It's just horrible. Yeah. It is shite. It is absolutely shite. And haven't they got a different guy actually playing Robocop in that film as well? Yeah. It's not it's not uh, was it um was it called Weller? Um that sounds like right. Yeah, but he's not he's not in, in that one at all. Mm. Yeah. He's uh, also got that stupid uh like Japanese robot guy who can rip his thumb, thumb off and he's got a laser wire that can chop people's arms off. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, absolute shite. Absolute shite. But there we go. Should we scan through the chat and see if we have any uh shites in there, Magsy, before we move on to a little bit of wrestling? Let's uh let's get all the way back up. Yep, we shall uh King's Pig's Bladder <laughs> Titanic to the revenge. <laughs> the revenge of what the iceberg. <laughs> uh there was actually a Titanic 2 film made. I don't think it was made by the same company, but I'm sure it was called Titanic 2 Britannic, named after another ship. I have uh, no idea what the storyline was. Um, that sounds really bad. Yeah, uh, Dan Griffith says four two is wank, uh, which which <laughs> gained the ire of, of Sharon. Um, and Cam sucking up to Sharon by saying it's not the best, but you can rewatch it. No bother. Um, Sharon on her soapbox says, "I flipping love four two. I said what I said." Cam says, "I'll never find outside the first one that scarred me for life." Talking about Sicario. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scotty standing the son of the mask is absolutely horrific. Um, Steve or section, get that Lord of the Rings trilogy out, Dan. There we go. Uh, Scottish Danny also says in between us needs to die now. It won't be the same. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't see how they make a, a reunion mm. of that work. Um, Cam says, hopefully make it back for the wrestling chat, but the youngest has just fallen asleep and I've got errands to run. Well, you go in real life, mate, uh, but make sure that you come back, or if you don't, you listen back on the audio. Yeah. We'll be checking, obviously he, Cam. Obviously, if he doesn't come back and doesn't listen on the audio, he won't hear you telling him to come back and listen mm. to the audio. Well, we'll see. If he, we'll see next week. See in it, eh? <laughs> Look, I thought you said you weren't getting old Doctor Who on me. I'm not. I'm sorry. Come on. Move on. <laughs> uh, King's Pigs Banner says, uh, Barkham, and then says, uh, Jim Carrey was in it, uh, Kick-Ass 2, and he thought it was okay. Um, 
Scottish Daddy says Dumb and Dumber was good, but the Dumb and Dumber two was the, the abomination. So which was which? Um, uh, because I know they did like one of them was like almost a, a prequel, like when Harry met Lloyd. I don't know if that was the Dumb and Dumber, but the Dumb recent and Dumber one, was the recent one, wasn't it? Right. Well, the recent one is terrible. That's okay. horrific. The the first uh, Dumb and Dumber two was also pretty horrific, but there is one good gag in it that that's stuck with me forever, and it's always tickled me. Where uh, I think it's Lloyd, uh, the 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 character who played originally by Jim Carrey, he's going on a date with someone, uh, and he's got to meet underneath like the the town clock at a certain time. And to make sure he gets there, he pain he draws a watch on his wrist with that time. It's <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, but it's just something yeah. that's always it's the only thing about that film I remember, and it just tickled me. Um King's Pigs Banner says any of the hundreds of Steven Seagal sequels, they're all shit. And I'd put in as well all of the originals of Steven Seagal's were pretty shit as well. What was the one he was in on the boat? Um with the, the one where from... was the, the chef under siege. That's it, with the last from Baywatch popping out of the cake. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. They did about three or four of them, I think. No, the first one's good. The rest, nah. So Sharon says, I have one. Obviously, we know what this leads to. It leads to Sar loving Grease 2. <laughs> oh, my God. Dan Griffin. <laughs> Sar watches Grease 2 for the plot the same way he reads Playboy <laughs> or the articles. Hey, there's some fantastic stories on those magazines. Don't knock it. <laughs> uh, King's Pigs Banner says Cocoon 2 was shit. Uh, Sharon says The Crow 2 was shit. Uh, and King's Pigs Banner says do not speak ill of the Jaws sequels. Mm. So you've 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 crossed him there, sir. You've oh, absolutely saying. crossed him. I apologize. I will, King's Pigs Bladders, tell us in the chat what you think of the the Sharknado series of films as well. Then isn't there like eight of those now? Or something stupid. Yeah, they were massive for the first maybe two or three, and then they got like quickly ridiculous. I mean, yeah. they were ridiculous in the first place. Traveling tornadoes full of killer sharks. Yeah, you get those movies on the horror channel, don't you? On on like Sky or cable or whatever you've got, and it's like you know, two headed shark versus giant alligator, and and it's the same <laughs> kind of early two thousands rubbish special effects kind of movie. They oh made. yeah, they they made with a budget of fourteen quid. Yeah, <laughs> I did a little bit of uh, googling, mate, whilst you were doing that, and I looked up Titanic two. And there is a movie called Titanic 2. It came out in 2010. And the plot is, honoring the 100th anniversary of its namesake, a modern luxury liner called Titanic 2 sets sail along the same path. When a looming looming iceberg spells doom, the crew struggles to avoid a similar fate. I mean, you're just tempted fate, aren't you? You (laughs) We'll follow the exact path in... In the exact ship, yeah, it's idiots who do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. And on IMDb, it's rated at one point six out of ten. So there is a you know a movie masterpiece there, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and before we move on, quickly talking about uh, 
movies that have got a budget of next to nothing. Um, there was some news uh, that I, I saw this week. Um, so you know Winnie the Pooh. I, I'm familiar, yes. Right, so his uh, the character of Winnie the Pooh has now gone into public domain. Um, essentially, that uh, whoever the, the owner of the the copyright, uh, their ninety nine years in charge of that copyright is, is up, and now anybody can make any character anything to do with Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Um, so there's a little uh, group of people have made a, a Winnie the Pooh horror film. And it's just been released. It had its debut in Mexico, and it's just been released in America. And it's already earned 4,000% of its budget back. It is Why? It's easily on track to be the most profitable movie uh, in terms of percentages of, of, of the decade. It's that that huge and it's coming to britain i think in june so i might go and see apparently it's it's crap like literally it's just a, a guy <laughs> with a winnie the pooh mask um like in a horror film but and it was made with a budget of, of like ten thousand dollars but it, it's made it made an absolute killing at the box office so Why? look forward to a review of that when it comes out fantastic stuff so anyone can make anything now with winnie the pooh on it oh winnie the pooh now tigger i think there's about six years before his copyright is up because he was added to the to the uh the story or the 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 uh, law later on and i think the same with uh eo is that the donkey mm, yeah. they, they can't be used yet but yeah anyone can make anything with winnie the pooh now so there will be some oh. winnie the pooh porn pretty soon i'd reckon so you'll fully expect winnie the pooh chain wrestling t-shirts to be coming soon <laughs> <laughs> Maxi, mm. shall we talk a little bit of wrestling bud i think we should just wrap up now that's uh yeah been, it's been fun enough let's not ruin the day for everybody uh, let's get So then, so what's that face for? What, what what's that about? Just I know how glad you are to have won a poll. Yeah, so, but how backwards is this? I've put forward some really good wrestling matches, and people have voted for this, which I put up as a dig because we had to watch shit the week before, and it was that you. This this group of uh, amazing people that we that come and watch us every week, they want to torment us. They're picking the, the the horrific stuff on purpose. I mean, remember when we, if, if it were us, we'd do it to other people. So this is true. We can't blame them for it. Do you remember when there was occasions where we used to have to sort of talk to each other and not not give away what we were going to put forward, but say this week we should make a thing of both putting shit matches up because we've watched so much <laughs> good wrestling recently. Yeah, that's all got out the window now, hasn't it? Eh? Well, maybe we our picks for this week should just be all good wrestling. So. We will see. Uh, the uh, winner of this week's poll was me, amazingly enough, uh, with the opening contest of Survivor Series 2006, a traditional Survivor Series match, 4v4, the team of the Spirit Squad taking on the team called 
Team WWE Legends, I think was the, the name they were given. It was, yeah. The, the Team of Legends. Indeed. With Sergeant Slaughter, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, and Ron Simmons, who stepped in for Roddy Piper, who we were talking before we pressed record bags, weren't we? It was to do with his cancer diagnosis, I think. Yeah, I think um, they uh, they had promoted with uh, Roddy Piper being in this match, uh, but unfortunately, he... Uh, he let the WWE know that, that he, he had cancer and, and Ron um, stepped in. Uh, thankfully, uh, Roddy beat cancer uh, this time, was was able to be with us for uh, for a few years after this. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, s- quite sad to hear about uh, Roddy not being in this match. Uh, but Ron was certainly a, a very fitting um, replacement. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, corner men, I suppose. People accompanying the teams down to the ring. So for the Spirit Squad, it was one of the interchangeable, generic guys in a green top. It was that... Mitch. It was, was it really? It, it was Mitch. Yeah, I know Dolph and I know Kenny. The rest of them, they just all look the same to me. They just interchange. They could be anyone. I mean, if they were, to be fair, <laughs> the only one who stands out is Kenny because of the headband. Even in this. Um, Nicky, I think it's uh, Dolph Ziggler's character. He still looks like generic cheer, oh. male cheerle- cheerleader here. He looks like all the rest of them. Yeah. If they if they swapped their shirts around before coming out for this match, I would have no idea that they were called different names. No, no idea yeah. at all. I, I agree with that, apart from Kenny, because of the headband. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had, again, like I said, generic cheerleader number three or whatever it was as their ringside guy. And the Legends team had the always brilliant Arn Anderson, which is fantastic. <laughs> who who was clearly doing uh, some production backstage and just popped out for this match because yeah. he, was, he was in his uh, T-shirt and slacks. <laughs> Exactly. So, well, to be fair, so was Ron Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, another person who was probably doing some uh, some uh, planning backstage and was just thrown in. Mm. I loved the legends getting individual entrances. I'm always a big fan mm. of that. Everyone getting their theme musics and played and, and so on. And there's a couple of absolute bangers there as well, isn't it? The the Horseman theme for R. Anderson is fantastic. And Dusty Rhodes' engine's theme is just, it's got to be one of the best of all time, surely. Yeah, it is. It is. It absolutely is. Um, when was the last time you watched this, then, Magsy, other than for the show? Um, when it was aired, probably. <laughs> Yeah, it's me. not a match that that regularly comes to my mind, and I think I could. I mean, I'm not Scottish, Danny. I do not go on Spirit Squad uh, binges. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's the first time in probably in, since 2006. Mm, yeah, and me, and me. Uh, um, my first real sort of note is that one of the spirit squad has brought a bloody air horn to the ring with them. And I'm just thinking, Oh no, we're going to have to listen to that all the way through. But thankfully it stops after the entrances, doesn't it? They did bring them to the, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I can't remember, I remember the spirit squad and I would have watched this every week at, at this time. I'd have still been watching weekly, but barring the stuff with DX, I don't remember much about them at all. I remember when Kenny, he was like the the leader of the gang or the the de facto leader, I suppose. And he was pushed to get a world title shot. Okay. Uh, And was Cena the champion? I think Cena was the champion. When they were uh, essentially bullying people, were they general managers 
for a week or something like that. And that's how they bullied the way to get for Kenny to get a title shot. And I don't know what I think, but I'm piecing it together bit by bit. But I think Cena was either the champion or he was being controlled by Kenny to make him win the match. I'm sure Scott is able to correct me in the chat, but Mm. I do remember Kenny essentially strong arming his way into a a WWE title match. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Bloody good leg drop from the top rope, though. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, it was a cracker. I mean, he he was... He he looked like he was going to be the person that... that, Mm kind of broke out from this group and and met a, a, a was met into a big star but it just as as in a lot of people in wrestling it just didn't really happen for him uh, i think he's yeah. now back with the company as a as a, an agent and a producer oh okay i remember yeah. him wrestling as kenny dykstra when yes, that, i think that's his real that. name yeah yeah but he was just incredibly bland wasn't he he was just like like a lot of the characters in the mid card on on especially on smackdown mm. at that time it was just nothing to separate him from the others i guess yeah exactly i remember as well i think it, this may have just been before the spirit squad but um he's the guy that challenges john cena to a, a rap battle outside in the in the in in the crowd right okay Okay, yeah. Uh, and John Cena beats him. He went out with Mickey James for a bit as well, I think, didn't he? Jesus. God should so. be like old enough to be his his mum, surely. Yeah, I know he was was he like only seventeen when he started wrestling, something like that? I think I think he was like eighteen, maybe nineteen when he was like at the heart of the spirit squad, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm fairly certain he went out with Mickey James for a bit. I might I've just completely made that up and apologies if I have, but there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do that for now. I'll just throw out random facts that aren't true. Um, <laughs> Ron Simmons starts the match. Oh, that is mm-hmm. true, by the way. I'm not making that up. You can go back and check it out yourself on the network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, just listen to us. <laughs> uh, and it's based very much on the fact that, you know, he, he's just this powerful guy and he's using shoulder blocks to send them down and so on. Um, here, Jim Ross on commentary. He'll, we all know that I, I love Jim Ross. Let's himself down a little bit because JR shouts about there being in the Survivor Series elimination matches, you could have 5v4 or 2v1 or 3v1. Or, and he says there's unlimited mathematical you know, situations. It's not unlimited. No, there is very <laughs> there is a specific number. I mean, I've not worked it out, but there is a specific number that you could actually get to. But there we go. Well, the, uh, the number would be five to the power of five, surely. All right, Carl Vorderman, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, well, it would. Five, five people and then five on the other side, five yeah. to the power of five, yeah. Okay. I don't, don't really know what that means, but there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, Ron Simmons is tripped from the outside by random, you know, cheerleader number four. <laughs> I think um, it was Mitch. That was Mitch, Mitch the one who wasn't in the it wasn't in the the match, yeah. Right. So I'm assuming then, if Mitch is not wrestling, I mean, again, Scottish Danny in the chat just popping up with a comment there. Actually, so it's good to know you're there. Was Mitch the weak link out of the five then? Because you'd have thought they would put the four best workers in the match, wouldn't you? So is he the one that wasn't as good as the others? Maybe. Maybe they played stone, uh, rock, paper, scissors to to see who who wasn't in it. Okay. 
I meant more from a booking standpoint, but <laughs> <laughs> Scottish Danny says, yes, he, he was, he was the worst ah, of them. Okay. He, Fair enough. he was the least experienced. Brilliant. So, so good job. We've got, we got as an expert of the spirit squad because yeah. I didn't have a fucking clue. No, I mean, there's a guy in there called Johnny. Who the fuck's that? What the, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that dude. Can you remember, I mean, their, their, their whole uh, entrance was them shouting their own names mm. uh, in very excited like, manners. Can you imagine being lumbered with having to shout Johnny every single time? <laughs> That's ridiculous. And is it Dolph Ziggler who just gets crazy overexcited when he shouted his name? Nicky! Nicky! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. And that's actually, is his name actually Nick, isn't it? Yeah, Nick Nemeth. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, Ron Simmons gets tripped from the outside, goes to the outside to sort of follow this this other Spirit Squad member around. And we get the comedy aspect then of, of him backing into Arn Anderson, don't we? And Arn grabbing the guy, throwing him into the post. I got a kick out of that because I'm a big Arn fan. Big. NWA fan and all that sort of stuff. So that, that was awesome. Yourself, Max? It was it was all right. Yeah. I mean, the, this whole match is uh it's a nostalgia fest. Yes. Isn't it? I mean, all all the kind of um the the good points of, of the, the legends team is, is who was an active wrestler at this time. All the rest were just uh, here for, 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 for the one show. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see that nostalgia and it's good that it only got 10 minutes. Um, mm. But it, it, it was, it was good for what it was. Yeah. I can't, I can't knock it for that. Uh, Scottish Danny said that Johnny dated Tori Wilson. Fair play to Johnny. Yeah. That's good work. I mean, huh? That's, that is definitely uh, punching well above his weight. Yes, it is indeed. You're an inspiration to us all, Johnny. Um, <laughs> whilst on the outside, Ron Simmons, uh, it's never made 100% clear, but I think they're both counted out, aren't they? They're both told, that's it, you're out. Yeah, yeah. essentially. And we get a little bit of a comedy spot with the ref, because the referees, are not norm- they don't normally um, get this aggressive in, in matches. Mm. Maybe aggressive is not the right word, but he uh he tells Ron Simmons he's counted out and then we get the 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 bit um where uh there's a there's some delay and the spirits got to think they're a man up and then the other one gets counted out. Is that is that oh no the, Arn Anderson gets uh ejected as well. So there's a lot yes. of like referee shenanigans there. Yeah. Yeah, Arn's thrown out for lobbing the guy into the pole. Isn't yeah, he? and he throws, it uh, kicks out Mitch, the manager as well. The, mm-hmm. Well, the, yes. the the cheerleader for the cheerleaders. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Slaughter is then in with Dolph or Nicky, and he you know he exchanges a few moves with him. But then there's a big pop because Dusty Rhodes tags in, mm-hmm. and even as far as the entrances i mean flair does his thing and Arn does his thing i suppose because Arn's thing was always just walking to the ring chucking four fingers in the air but dusty Rhodes comes out and does a bit of a dance and a bit of a strut and it's i mean the guy's obviously very advanced age at this point in his career but charisma's charisma mate he's he's just great isn't he dusty Rhodes? It, it's just the greatest hits isn't it it's mm. he doesn't need much ring time 
just go in there, a few uh, uh, bionic elbows, a bit of strutting, yeah, and, and the crowd ate it up, absolutely ate it up. Yeah. And props to uh, to Dolph. He sells like a champ for slaughter for uh, for um, for Dusty and for for Ric Flair. He, he probably works the best to put to to give props to the older guys. And yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I I thought that that was a really good uh, good move by him. Mm. Yeah, um, Flair then tags in. I mean, it's odd as well for a start having Flair and Dusty on the same side of all the rivalries they had. Mm. That was quite you know unique. Uh, mm. And Jr. actually also comments on Dusty and R. Anderson being uh, you know uh, aligned with each other. He says he doesn't think that's ever happened before. You know, going back to the you know the Jim Crockett days and so on. Flair then just starts lighting people up with chops and it's just yeah. great, isn't it? Because again, like you said, you're spot on when you say it's just the greatest hits and this is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't it didn't need to be anything more than than this. It would have uh, it would have ruined it, but but the the legends got the chance to to have uh one last kind of uh match, I mean for Ric Flair, not one last match. The guy was still wrestling 16 years after this, which is fucking <laughs> <laughs> it, it just beggars belief, but it gives mm. the uh, it gives the fans the the chance to to see these wrestlers uh, doing what they were they were they were known for, and it was just yeah, it was just it was just fun nostalgia. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sergeant Slaughter's back in. He applies the Cobra Clutch on Nikki, who passes out, but he's rescued by a kick to the head and and gets pinned. So he's now out, and we then get quite a few quick eliminations don't we because it is a four on four match and mm-hmm. it only goes for 10 minutes we kind of know this is going to be the way don't we this is once we start getting those uh eliminations going yeah they they fall uh thick and fast um because these guys have nursing homes to go to so gotta get them out nursing homes <laughs> Uh, Dusty comes in and drops an elbow drop on the unconscious Nikki and pins him straight away. Yeah. We then get Dusty in the wrong corner and he gets beaten up a little bit by the, by the, the team, the spirit squad in, in the corner there before he starts walking it off as dust, as, as JR says on commentary. <laughs> and it's almost like He's walking it off is brilliant. <laughs> it's almost like a, a Dusty Rhodes version of hulking up, I guess. It's just well, a wobbly. JR, JR says the, <laughs> the flip flop and fly. That's how yes. uh, JR calls it. Yeah, it's essentially, yeah, it's just he's it's, had a bit of cramp and and he's just walking. Like, he's walking it off, even though <laughs> Kenny's is doing his best to to look like he's is hurting Dusty. Dusty's just he's his ultimate worrying him. Just no yeah. selling. He is indeed. He is indeed. Um, but that doesn't last long, though, because Kenny does manage to get the better of Dusty, rolls him up and pins him and eliminates the American Dream there. Pulling so, on, the, on the, the American Dream's genes to win. Yes. Oh, shocking. Shocking. Yeah. I mean, he's probably more so trying to help Dusty pull them up because did you notice how often <laughs> he had to put his own jeans up during this match? It's like, Dusty, buy a belt. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He had a belt. The best thing is he had a belt. It's just, it didn't go around his waist. It went under his his paunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this leaves Ric Flair on his own now. Um, yeah, and he... doesn't Kenny let him know that it's yes. on his own? Three, 
and one, three and one. Yeah. It, also, you hear Kenny as well screaming. Um, I should have brought this up a, moment, uh, a few moments ago when Dusty was in the ring because he screams at Dusty, you old son of a bitch. And it's like it really clear. It's <laughs> There's another one as well. I think it's fairly early on. And I think it's Mitch who says it, but it's the, you can hear on the, on the audio kick his ass. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Flair pins Mikey with his feet on the rope because Flair is even when people are cheering for him, the dirtiest player in the game. Uh, and then very quickly manages to get an inside cradle counter to a backdrop, which seemed to go in slow motion to pin Kenny, <laughs> which I thought, you know, okay, fair enough. It did what it needed to do, Maxie, didn't it? It did. Um, but this was, uh, I think they mentioned it uh, in the intros that Flair uh, had only ever been in one other uh, Survivor Series, and that was obviously in 1991. Yes. And he was the sole Survivor then. Um and Flair was go- clearly going to be, seeing as he was still the only active uh, wrestler on the legend side, he was going to be the sole survivor in this one. So we needed Flair to come up against all the odds to to win this. Uh, but yeah, that that um, the backdrop and and inside cradle, yeah, it, it, it was like he was swimming through honey or something. It was just so slow. <laughs> I mean, he looked old sixteen years ago. And yet he's still wrestling now. I just, I I don't understand it. I paid for that pay-per-view, mate. Yeah, we all did, sir. We all did. And just in different ways. More ways than we (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This leaves us 1v1. Ric Flair works the leg of Johnny for a while, setting up for the figure four, which he eventually sinks (laughs) on. Johnny taps. Flair survives. He's the sole survivor. And then we just get a massive beat down. The spirit squad come back and kick Flair's ass. And nobody comes out to help him. <laughs> nobody at all. They just, no they just beat the living shit out of him. Uh, and we, at least we do get to see the the, the flying leg drop. Um, yes. But yeah, they just beat the living piss out of him. Ridiculous. And and nobody saved him. That's, no, that's shocking. I don't. I didn't get that at all, but there we go. Um, Yeah, and that was that, really. So Flair won the match, but the Spirit Squad walk away. I suppose still looking strong, so they just kicked the piss out of the the old guy at the end. Um, Yeah, that's kind of Scottish Danny says in the chat, sadly, this was their last hurrah. Uh, The gimmick will be killed off a few weeks after this. Actually, it was quicker than that. I think it was the next night that Ric Flair comes out on Raw uh, and the Spirit Squad... Um, he says, you, 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 you couldn't beat me, uh, but you beat me after the match. Uh, but come and fight me now. I've got my friends. Uh, and it, it ends up being five on three spirit squad versus flair and DX, which show Michaels and oh, triple okay. H. And this is the match where they, they, uh, they beat the living piss out of, uh, the spirit squad and then chuck them into a, uh, a, a travel case and stick a sticker on saying, uh, uh, return to RVW. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I may go watch that. <laughs> it was actually, that was um, one of the, the this actual uh, storyline and, and this actual kind of like end to it was one of the reasons why Jim Cornette fell out with, uh, with Vince uh, because okay. he obviously was running RVW as like a de- de- uh, developmental brand and, his issue was that they brought these people up from uh, developmental, saddled them with a gimmick, 
uh, that didn't work and then sent them back down to, to uh, RVW with this gimmick. Um, mm. Yeah, so Jim was, uh, was not uh, a happy bunny about it. I bet he was not short on putting forth his opinion either, was he? He's quite keen certainly to, not. He's he's mm. he's shot on that quite a few times. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so then, Magzi, what are we thinking to summarise uh, and your rating out of ten? Okay, so is this a classic? No. Did I remember any of it after watching it sixteen years ago? No. But it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't terrible. It was no. it was fun for the nostalgia. It's uh, shithead heels versus some of the the biggest stars of wrestling's yesteryear. It was great seeing Dusty in the ring. Uh, it was great seeing Ric Flair in the ring at this time. I suppose I think Sarge looked really good uh, to say mm-hmm. he hadn't wrestled for a while. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was. It's nothing to write home about. Uh, I'm never. I'm not going to remember it tomorrow. But I enjoyed the ten minutes or so of this match. So I think this is. A, it's a six for me. Better yeah, than better there than average. There you go. You can see right there. I've got six as well. Look at that. Amazing. See, great yeah. man's in collapse. I totally agree. I totally agree. It's, it's just a bit of fun. It's a bit of nostalgia. And the, the, the comment you made of it's guys going through their greatest hits. And that's all you want when you see these guys wrestle, isn't it? You don't, you don't want to see, you know, Dusty Rhodes or Ron Simmons or anyone like that going 45 minutes in, at this point in their career. Of course, it's exactly what it needed to be. The young lads got in line for them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, props again to, to Dolph. Uh, his, his selling was absolutely spot on. But yeah, you, you see the big moves uh, that, that made the wrestlers, uh, that the wrestlers made famous in for a few minutes at a time and out you go. Yeah, I thought it was, it did what it needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So now then, this is going to be interesting because of all the options we have in front of us. Maxi, where would you like to go? next week if the cwf vote for your poll option okay um so for me this was a pretty simple link to be fair i understand that there's plenty of ways we could go but um there was one that was instantly in my mind um and that was the match that i was going to go for until i saw the card that it was on so initially, my link was going to be Dolph Ziggler. Obviously, he was the breakout star of, of the the Spirit Squad, multiple time uh, Intercontinental Champion, two time uh, World Heavyweight Champion, um, and I, I wanted to go and visit the the match that that basically led to him being the the, the World Champion when he won the 2012 uh, Money in the Bank. Okay, and that. And then I had a, a little peek down the card of Money in the Bank 2012, I think it was. Uh, and there is a there's a, a, a match on there that it just draws you in when you see it. It's a no-disqualification match for the WWE title. It's CM Punk as champion taking on Daniel Bryan. Why? Okay. With with AJ Lee as the special guest referee. Bloody hell. Okay. Well, that's. I'll tell you now. That's going to win the poll, hands down. 
<laughs> oh man, that's two guys I absolutely love. Punk and Daniel Bryan. Absolutely fantastic wrestlers. And it's it goes almost half out half an hour. So plenty of wrestling in there. Wow. Okay. Well there you go. Money in the Bank 2012. No DQ as well. So that makes it interesting. Yes. Because we've seen a Brian Punk match before, I think, but it wasn't no DQ. It was a straight wrestling match, and that was very good. Was it from Ring of Honor? Was it that one? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But this oh, the is Ring this. of Honor one was Summer with Joe. We saw Ring okay. of Honor. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, whilst you're saying your pick, I'm going to pull up the the very fresh and uh, <laughs> wrestling cell file. Excel for yeah okay I do need to get on that it's just it's it, was epi- it, it was episode eighty one was the last time you updated it you so that's that thirty episodes that's all right I can do that thirty episodes aren't too bad it's just such a big Brett job versus Sting on Natural was the the topic that we were covering okay yeah that is a while back isn't it bloody hell <laughs> Jesus Christ truth okay uh, my yeah. choice is what do you mean yeah. I was just going to say, we have seen Punk versus Brian over the limit 2012. Ah, there you go. But that was fantastic. We both rated that really highly. So that'll be the same feud. And this is a no DQ yeah. with special referee. So it's, yeah, that'll be really interesting, tying back in with the old episode that we did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Don't. No worries. Uh, my choice is pretty straightforward. And it will be no surprise to anyone that I'm going to go back into the 80s, back into Jim Crockett promotions, Any back into fucking the- excuse. <laughs> well the thing is it's easy for us to talk about wrestling that is fresh in the memory i mean 2012 is what 11 years ago it's not maybe not that fresh but it's guys we still see wrestle present day and so on and i like to try and think that sometimes if people you know vote for the older options that i put forward they may uh, uncover something they enjoy and i'm trying to sort of open people's eyes to how great wrestling was back in the day. It's not all flips and tricks. There's a lot more to it than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Cam Griffin in the chat there saying, back in time for the poll picks. Come on, side, Don't let me down, Gilbert. Not this week, my friend. Not this week. But I'll tell you what, <sighs> I will have a think and see what I can figure out for a future episode. How's that? I'll just spring it on you as a surprise. Um, <laughs> my choice is going to be one of the probably biggest main events, Jim Crockett promotions, the NWA, et cetera, et cetera, put forward. It's a hated heel and one of the most popular baby faces of all time in probably the last big run of the guy's career in that territory before darting off to, you know, be sporting polka dots for a couple of years. I would like to go back to Starcade 1985 and have a look at the main event for the world title a young and fantastic Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes in the height of his popularity. And this, you think, you know, we're talking charisma and, you know, being a fan favourite. You see Dusty in that era, it's a different level. So, yeah, Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes, World Championship, Starcade 1985 is my option. Great pick. They have had a better match than that, but on the network, it hasn't got commentary. And I thought I might be pushing my luck a little bit far with that. <laughs> I mean, why could you not watch a match without commentary? Yeah, I could. But if people are you are, saying like, I couldn't? No, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying that some people who watch the show may not. You know, I put forward 1980s wrestling. 
it's not something that inspires them straight away. If I then add, oh yeah, there's no commentary, it might be a case of, uh, you know. Yeah, but a lot of the times we watch the matches, so these these amazing people don't have to. We're doing a service. This is true. This is true. What you've but said, what you've are, said now. So you're not you're not changing. No, I'm not changing. Fair enough. I'll, if it wins, I'll link to it next. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so those are your options for the poll this week, which will be out later in the week. Uh, Money in the Bank 2012, no disqualification for the WWE Championship. CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan with a special guest referee of AJ Lee. And my option is Starcade 985 World Championship match between Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. Uh, again, make sure you're voting, retweeting and all that good stuff. Magsy, should we have a quick scan through the uh, chat before we depart? Yes, we shall. Um, Scottish Danny says um, the Spirit Squad needed to keep their heat yet for that extra 24 hours before they were packed off. Uh, Sharon says if uh, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan uh, wins, she's not going to listen next week. That's that's mean. Good. Uh, I like how you muted yourself. Uh, I'm a knobhead. She hates punk yeah, so punk. much now. Because of the, you know, the, all the stuff of the elite and AEW and all that, my wife absolutely despises CM Punk now. So, fun fun fact for, for Sharon then, Punk was at the Battle in the Valley event that New Japan had on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like he may be coming back to wrestling in, in some some form. Um, but mm. We'll see about that. Oh, on that show as well, uh, Sasha Banks won a, for, uh, a title, didn't she? Uh, yes. She beat Kairi Sane. So, yes. yep, she's well in the New Japan world now. Um, Cam says, back in time for the picks. Come on, sir, don't let me down. Gilberg, unfortunately not, mate. On, nope, wrong Scottish Danny. For fuck's sake. Yes, it's it's 85's wrestling again, guys. Yeah, unfortunately. No, to I, I took it. that as I took that as fuck's sake because I said no Gilberg this week. No, you you can take it like that. And it's probably was meant for that, but I'm <laughs> taking it like fuck's sake. Eighties wrestling. Uh, Scottish Danny saying he watches every Monday afternoon, oh, and then laughs. I mean, it's the the first five of those words. Yeah, it's really kind of we appreciate it. Then the laugh at the end, like ha ha. It's just really kind of soured me now i don't know we are, we appreciate you danny we appreciate every yeah. single one of you you tune in you are absolutely amazing um cam says in a fantastic service as well chaps although i did go watch the taker and boss boss match <laughs> it, that was shot it was it was it very was not bad good. uh scotch Day says i'm with you sharon uh look at them teaming up not 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 Just not, not good at all no. and cam says i was right for fuck's sake, 80s wrestling. Yay. Honestly, have I steered you wrong with my picks, Cameron? Have I steered you wrong with my picks, Cam? You're on Twitter saying, I just watched this match, so I suggested it's very good. And here you are calling me out on, on the show. It hurts my feelings. Cam, he picked the the um, the Booker T and Scott Steiner match. Let's just let's remember that. that and did. also the Sting versus Meng match as well. Was that me? Was that it? was a, I didn't fucking know about that match. Of course it was you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 
Oh, there we go. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for joining us again in the chat and all your tweets and comments and so on. It's hugely appreciated. You are all absolutely fantastic. Magsy, uh, do you want to let people know whereabouts they can find you online if you so wish? absolutely and and again uh want to reiterate just how amazing you guys are for tuning in every week uh and all the support and getting involved in the in the polls and and the non-wrestling topics you are you are superstars and we we will never not appreciate you guys thank you very very much for all that uh saying all that if you uh if you do want to follow me it's down here there on twitter (laughs) i don't ever really check on it i've actually had to check on it this week because uh I've been um, talking with Steve about potentially being on his show for a, for a guest spot. Um, but yeah, normally I'm not on Twitter at all. Uh, but follow me anyway at PodFatherMags or follow me on TikTok. I think that's at Mags All Pods. Uh, don't really go on there either. So <laughs> don't follow me. Follow I'm him. not nowhere either away. He won't notice. <laughs> uh, you can follow me well anything i'm involved in really you want to check out the network that covers this show at sjp world media on facebook and twitter and what's really really important to us is that you are following and subscribed to the youtube channel here make sure you're following there and you're subscribed and so on so you get little notifications when we go live and all that good stuff and also on all your podcast players platforms providers etc apple google spotify Make sure you're subscribed to there as well. You're following there. And if you see fit, it would be fantastic for us if you would give us a big, fat, five-star positive review because we are bloody fantastic. And it really does help with our, I think it's called algorithms, magazine, isn't it, when people search for different things and so on. It is. Uh, so that's, that's hugely appreciated. I mean, each show on the network has its own separate stream as well as the main sjp world media stream as well so for example using uh nitro notes as the example that's got its own stream there you can go back and listen to the whole back catalog on that one uh, and review that one or you've got the main feed as well it's hugely beneficial to the network and also i urge you to check out the merchandise store the the link to that is all over our social medias there's sales all the t- bloody time they're, they're constantly running different sales left right and center um there's loads of new designs up again and you know t-shirts hoodies uh, there's like 15 different colors you can pick them in and so on by doing that you're supporting the network by supporting the network it means it's easier for us to provide you with these shows uh buying yourself a t-shirt treating yourself to a hoodie or a mug or something like that we get a couple of quid kickback it goes towards paying for the stuff that we run the network on so it's hugely hugely appreciated if you do that thank you so much but most importantly, you can follow this show on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I got that the wrong way around, didn't I? Fuck me. I've only done it like a hundred times. I'll try that again, shall I? No, I won't. Sod it. At chain underscore wrestling on all of those. And make sure, again, you are following, liking, retweeting, and all that great stuff. Magsy, I'm off now to watch the other Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair match and provide my own commentary because I can. I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Sagwin into business for himself. (laughs) 